Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. There's nobody that I'd rather start my Monday with than Marlena Shivo. She is uh, one of the great wits of our time, probably one of the great wits of any time. Uh, she has a, um, a, a an occasionally biting sense of humor, and she is a kindred observer of world affairs and has a way of making you realize just how insane everything that's happening in the world at large is. And she, of course, is a, a mother of two. So for those of you that are celebrating a Mother's Day week or celebrate M- Mother's Day the Monday after the weekend, we thought it might be an appropriate day to have a Marlena Monday. Hello, Marlena. Hello, Frank. How are you? I'm actually, doing great. Good. I'm glad you're doing great. I actually know how you're doing because I heard you talk about it for the first couple hours of the show. Thank you. Um, and we have some house cleaning to do. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, on some of the things that you were talking about earlier, oh like boy, the co- I love this. just a quick take on the Koch bridge. I don't want to get into the whole Koch controversy thing. All I want to say is the naming of bridges doesn't even work because I think if you talk to any New Yorker, they don't even call it that. They didn't even call it the Queensborough Bridge when it was that. Right. It's the 59th Street Bridge. But, but you know what? Again, and I, I think it's so silly debating these bridge renamings. I, I think it's such a waste of time. But, I mean, this is a bit much. This, uh, New York Times Sunday, yeah. above the fold. Guy's dead 10 years. Let him, let, him, let him go. I mean, they're becoming the bottom peters. I don't know. So, okay. So there's that. There is that. Okay. Um, Check. Now, um, the head that the woman in Texas, the, the antique right. head. Now, I would sell Dennis. it. In a heartbeat, um, if if it was going to render any sort of like decent money. Plus, I'm not someone like you who likes to take. Yeah, you don't like clutter. I don't I've like... noticed that at your house. Uh, it's very neat. No, I do not like clutter. And um, but not just that. Like, I, it's like I'm surprised this woman went through such great lengths. And I guess I'm not someone who collects antiques, but. Um, I'm just trying to sell like garbage pail kids <laughs> or just at least get something for them, which I don't even know if it's going to happen. But I was so jealous this years ago. I watched the show. I actually did like a pilot thing for Fox with, uh, this, if you ever seen it, the strangest, like, not, Oh, strange inheritance, strange inheritance. Yeah, I I keep, I'm that. thinking of strange. That addiction, was, but that yeah, was strange on Fox business. That was a very, I don't know if it's still on, but I know when it first debuted, that was a very popular show. People it, were really into that. Well, it was really popular and it, it, it got decent ratings for them. And that's why they were trying to do an after show, which was what I was a mm-hmm. part of. And we were talking about a guy who found a baseball card that was worth $3 million. Yeah. And he'd even know he just, See, that's nuts. That's it, crazy. I know. And Eric has so many, Baseball cards. But you know what I found? And I have a lot of friends that are really into uh, baseball card collection, collecting. And I have a lot of old baseball cards, too. But the, I found that they really, in order to fetch a nice, nice uh, chunk of change, they have to be in really pristine condition. Yeah. You know, if, if it's mint or near mint, then you can get whatever the purported value of the card is. But if it's anything less than that... It's very difficult to get someone that's willing to pay for that. I know. I know. It's it's true. But um, I just think that, you know, how old could that baseball card really be? And this right. head was like 2,000 years old. I, she had to – she would have gotten something decent for it. I, mean, I don't know. What do you think you get for a, a Roman head? 
first of all, I, I, I can't even pretend to know what the value in right. any of neither these things can, are, like, including the baseball card. Right. So who knows? But I just feel like a baseball card versus some ancient not really ancient, but no, it is ancient. Literally, kind of, yeah, ancient. yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah, so first it's century, absolutely. Okay, moving on, Curtis. Yes, I heard all this hubbub about Curtis making you fun of You should have seen the clips that we didn't play. <laughs> uh, well, I seen or heard. Well, I guess you should have seen. Look, look here. You can now see the list of clips that we didn't play. Look, okay. look at that. See, they're all listed there. But you should have heard the clips that we didn't play. Yes, oh. I suppose that's the. So Literal truth. I think that Curtis is like in love with you or something, and that's why he and he I shows agree. his love through like hating on you. Absolutely. Um. So that's number one, and I say that because uh, so much of my comedy has come from my mother, mm-hmm. which <laughs> which I showcased on my social media today. Um. About all the so many jokes have I, I actually didn't even get through all the jokes that I have made about her, <laughs> um. But. I think that um, also Curtis might also be a little bit irritable because he's been wearing the same outfit for 40 years. This is true. And I don't think that if he wound, went out in public without those clothes, anyone would recognize him. And I think he knows that. Uh, no, I, th- I think it's 100% true. In fact, a couple of times I've seen him need to be in disguise. And all he does is take off his beret and jacket. Really? Simple as that. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, how was your Mother's Day? Um, it was, it was, it was quiet. Uh, my mom was at my house and my dad and we just kind of were home. The, the weather was terrible. Yeah, it was rough. And, um, not a day for outdoor picnics, believe uh, me. Definitely not. And yesterday was worse, but we had a derby party. Uh, oh, fun on Saturday. At a, yeah. At a na- neighbor's house. So like, did you wear one of those whacked out hats? I wore a fascinator, which what, is, what's a fascinator. It sounds fascinating. <laughs> it's not, but it, um, it just fastens to your head. It's a little less than a hat, a little more than a headband. Uh, uh, okay. Or a little more than a barrette, I should say. Now, do you guys, when you have one of these derby parties, do you have the, uh, do you have the betting on the... Okay, so there are people that do. I am not part of anything that has to do with the horses whatsoever. Uh, I am strictly there to socialize and well, do drink, you, uh, really. Do you do the mint juleps or do you do something else? No, I just do the thing I always drink. So it's just an excuse. Although it is kind of minty because it has a, it's, um, it's a cucumber mint vodka drink. Ah, yeah, but I had that. Certainly... I had that. That was good. That was very refreshing. Oh, I gave that to you. Yeah, yeah that's right. It was right. delightful. Uh, but you got to go with the mint julep if, mm. if it's Derby Day. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm, you know, that's the thing with the Kentucky Derby is I've been at places where you go somewhere for a Derby party. The race is, you know, what, 45 seconds or, you know, right? Well, how long is it? They call it the most exciting 55 seconds Something in sports, whatever. Like but, I mean, it is a little anticlimactic. I mean, all this hubbub and planning your whole day and your special outfits and special drinks – all around, you know, less than a minute. But it it's really probably exciting for people who have um, a lot riding on it. Yeah. Think about it. Think about the people who have a lot of money oh, no doubt. invested. And they, it, 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 there is a whole lot of hoopla around those 50 seconds or whatever it is. I don't like horse racing. I find it boring. I'm not a big gambler. We know this. So I'm more about um, just... It's it's like it's almost like the um, the tailgating is more exciting than the concert. I, I get that. I get, I get I get I get all that. Uh, last I saw you in person, you were poised to leave for the Sunshine State of yes. Florida. How did that go? You're looking tan, rested, and ready. Well, it was great. We went to Marco Island, and I had never been there before. Um, and I had the funniest thing happen to me while we were down there. Uh, so you know um, that you know. I was obviously born Marlena, but my um, I identify as Quarantina, right? right? Exactly. Okay, She's so your alter ego. <laughs> there you go. 
And during uh, the first part of COVID, she came to life and we did these funny videos, my daughter and I, uh, my one daughter and I. And, um, you know, I didn't think it would last much past that. But however, that is not true. So let me backtrack. Before spring break, probably about two months before spring break, I was getting my nails done. I'm sitting there. I overhear a woman talking to her nail person. Now, Frank, you may not know this, but I have a very bad back. I have yeah. lower lumbar spinal stenosis. Okay. And now I'm told I have the back of a much, much, much older person. Is that because of all your crazy working out or is it genetic or is it something else? It's all of the above. Okay. okay. So, um, and, but people are like, the doctors have been shocked by how like old my lower back is. Fine. Um, and it wasn't until I was sitting near this woman whose back was to me the entire time. I never saw her face. Um, I realized how old my back is. Anyway, she says to the her lady, I had an MRI, you know, and she goes, Loa lumba spinal stenosis. She was from your part of the world, right? <laughs> I know this because her daughter called, right? And her daughter wants her to get shots in the back. I heard the whole conversation. She's talking about... You know, her daughter called. She's like, that was my daughter on Staten Island. And she was talking about her granddaughter lives on the Upper West Side. You know, she used to live with some girls, but now she's on her own. And I, the life story went on and on. I was more horrified by the fact that I had the back of this much, much, much <laughs> older person who has a granddaughter on the Upper West Side. Fine. I start repeating this story continuously everywhere I go to like everyone I talk to. And in, in Florida now? No, this okay. is still, still Jersey. in Jersey. Okay. Now, I, my daughter, my older daughter, Rebel, is hearing me. And so one day she starts imitating the whole Loa Lomba <laughs> spinal stenosis, which was the entire um, inspiration for the, the last video that we did, which was called Rebuild My Back Better. <laughs> um, not to be confused with Biden's Build Back Better, because this video was better than that. And um, so I played the you know, Quarantina and my daughter played Quarantina, my daughter, and it went on and on. And Loa Lombard spinal stenosis was the center of this entire thing. Now let's get to spring break. I'm on the beach. I'm hanging out. Now there are local people from Jersey on the beach too. We all, we knew they were going to be there. Um, this woman, Doreen, um, who, uh, <laughs> who has a place down there. Her mother came midweek and, and was on the beach when we got there um, one day and I'm talking to her. And as the conversation is going, she, you know, she tells me where she lives and we start talking about New York and she asked me where I used to live in New York. I said, upper West side. And she said, my granddaughter lives on the upper West side. <laughs> It was the same lady that she was talking to on the phone? It was the same woman that whose back was to oh, me in this goodness. nail place. I said, as soon as I heard her say that, I kind of turned and was like, do you have another daughter? Because her one daughter, Doreen, is right. here. Uh, yeah, I have three daughters. Is it Does one still live on Staten Island? Yes. Doreen comes back to, from wherever she was, and I ask her, does your mother go to this nail place? Yes. Does she have lower oh lumbar spinal? Yes. I met the woman who inspired the, the anonymous woman who inspired the entire video. Oh, that's crazy. That's something out of a movie. It's it's something out of Seinfeld, really. Yeah, no doubt. So um, I'm laughing. We're laughing about this now. 
Rebel comes by and I tell her what what has just happened. And now the mother's sort of like about seven feet away from us and her eyes are closed. And um, it, I tell Rebel and she goes immediately out of the gate. I have lower lumbar spinal stenosis. And the woman, this 81-year-old woman, pops her head up and goes, I have that. And we're like, <laughs> we know. <laughs> that's, that's hysterical. That's Isn't hysterical. It? Um, I thought it was well, hilarious. Again, I guess the big loser in this whole situation is you, and that you still have the back of an eighty-one-year-old. Uh-huh. But uh, if you're going, if you're going to have a good sense of humor about it, I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty good. So that was uh, maybe spring- the next one will be called the tale of two lumbars. <laughs> so, uh, but how was Florida overall? Did, were you impressed by the freedom and everything that everybody seems to be enjoying down there? <laughs> well, oddly enough, I feel like where I live now, it's like a bubble of Florida, right? Because we we we've had so many liberties beyond what other people had right early on but yeah i mean it, it was great i mean it was it was beautiful and i have to say i would go back to that part of florida um it was uh it was easy and is that one of those places where you just go to the beach every day that is that the activity du jour yeah now you can do other things i mean you could go you could rent a boat this is the scary thing actually you can rent a boat you don't need a boating license oh that is scary uh, yeah it's very scary and <laughs> so then... much for freedom you can keep it um <laughs> But, um, but you live in a beach community. Yes, so in New Jersey. Is it that much of a novelty to go to Florida beaches and enjoy the – is it that much better? I mean, I guess the weather's better. Well, I guess it's sort of like asking you, a gambler, is it that much better to go to Atlantic City versus an Indian reservation casino? Right, right. So it's like if you're a beach person. Gotcha, gotcha. You're a beach person. Gotcha. So. I, yeah, well, I, I guess that makes sense. Now, uh, hey, speaking of the COVID front, this is a story that um, – my friend uh, Joe Borelli was uh, involved in, right. and uh, he is, has been, you know, on the radio with us several times previously. Evidently, th- he and some other politicians are claiming that um, schools are banning or prohibiting unvaccinated teenagers from attending proms, but right. the city is denying this. Right. The city's denying it. Um, they, you know, Eric Adams's office said that, yes, it is ludicrous and completely hypocritical to have all of these students in school together every day, vaccinated, unvaccinated, unmasked. Every All of these restrictions have been lifted, even in restaurants and any other venues you would socialize at. So why would these kids be banned from prom? So it sounded okay, but the DOE um, hasn't changed um this information on their site and i guess the big complaint was that prom tickets have already been sold and this is like a bit of a debacle although it seems like it could be like undone a little bit um but why but why but why 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 is it so difficult to get the doe to do anything in a timely fashion is is the bigger question but so if if the mayor is claiming these kids aren't banned but are they really banned i mean i guess they're banned you know, I, I I was wondering that myself. I guess that's a question for Joe Borelli at right. this point. Okay. Well, I will pose. I do uh, correspond with him from time to time. I will yeah. uh, uh, ask him about that the next time that he comes over for ping pong. Um, <laughs> we are pretty much back to some semblance of normal uh, at the moment, but they are apparently leaving the door open to bringing back all these restrictions that we've been dealing with in New York, indoor masks and uh, vaccine requirements. And everything like that. I mean, you don't seem concerned with the uptick in cases or even the uptick in hospitalizations, though, right? And we and you you would be a staunch opponent of bringing back any of these restrictions. Oh well, yeah. I mean, considering that I was I stopped 
you know, even adhering to any of this six mm. weeks in to it, yeah, I would be – it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And especially in the schools, they had two COVID cases in my school. I'm like, but we're still counting cases. People right. are still uh, testing. I don't even understand what's happening. And before um, these restrictions were dropped, it was if someone had uh, – if a student had – you know, COVID in the class, they would have the whole class stay home for two weeks oh. and do remote learning and all of these things. Now it's just an email, you know, which hasn't come for months, but it was like, oh, you know, a student has tested positive. Be vigilant. Watch your kid's health as if you don't do that on a regular right. basis anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hope not. I mean, if that's, if that's kicks up again, you have no idea. Well, one of the, one of the, People that it well, one of the aspects of New York getting back to normal that we have seen is with everybody going to restaurants again, people starting to come back to work again, is we've seen a tremendous comeback of the New York City rat. So evidently these rats are everywhere and the rats are back to pre-pandemic levels, thankfully. So I guess uh, the, the people that were concerned that New York would never come back, at least as far as the rats are concerned... We're back to normal. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. There, so I guess apparently um, human behavior informs rat behavior or is it just that there's um, more people out and about noticing the rats that have always been there? They're saying there's an uptick of like 60 <laughs> percent of, well, of rats I in this that, Don't you? Because, I mean, so much of I would think what draws the rats are the food, the, the garbage that's at the restaurants. And if. There's more robust activity at restaurants, more people going there and more food being discarded would stand to reason that I would think there'd be a similar proportion of rat uptick. Absolutely. (laughs) And there's yeah, and there's more trash. And we've always seen this type of, you know, an uptick in sightings of rats, I'll say. I'm sure the rats still existed, but the sightings of rats when the the warm weather comes out, it's like the roaches. It's like all of a sudden the rats are visible during the day because they're rummaging through all the burning trash on the street. Do you get freaked out by seeing these rats? Um, mm, not really. They don't really like people. They run right. away from people. Right. You know, they're you, really looking for food. You know, I, I've no, I I agree with you, but you know, it's funny. I w- used to take the subway late at night, and I would. Which is more dangerous than the rats. (laughs) (laughs) But you'd see these rats in these subway terminals, and the subway comes so much less frequently at one thirty to 3 o'clock in the morning. And that means you end up seeing a lot of people that fall asleep waiting for their Oh, I know. And so one time uh, I see this big rat. I mean, this rat looks like the size of a small dog. And a guy falls asleep on, uh, you know, in, waiting for his train, I guess. He didn't look homeless or anything, one of the few people that wasn't. And uh, he's sleeping there in the subway. And he wakes up to see this rat, like, you know, dancing around near his feet. And the guy was startled, you know, into immediate alertness. And all I could think of is how I would have been totally freaked out. I don't get freaked out easily, but if I was sound asleep and looked down and saw rats running around, and again, I know they're not going to really do anything for the most part, but rats running around on my feet, I would be freaked out with a capital F and a L. I mean, I would be freaked out that I fell asleep in a subway. I mean, (laughs) that that would be even scarier, but no, that that would be disgusting. I can't (sighs) deal with that. But just seeing them in a distance, roaches are worse because they have no boundaries. No boundaries, those those things. But um, 
you know, I actually back to Curtis for a second. Mm. I feel like he should have talked about how he would eradicate the or at least control the rat population in New York when he was running for mayor. Maybe it would have given him a couple extra votes. You know, I, I think that's actually not a bad uh, piece of criticism. Uh, that is, uh, I think that's a, a valid concern because everybody knows the rat problem is something that nobody seems to seems to have. I think. Well, and Eric also, Adams, wait, and Curtis actually probably is contri- contributing to the rat oh, problem. No question about it. Because he's hoarding all the cats in New York. If there were more, at least from his apartment. <laughs> They might run the the rats out. Eric Adams had a weird plan for fighting rats where he wanted to drown all the rats. Do you remember that? He Um, wanted to drown the rats. And where were we drowning these rats? No, I I actually think I missed that one. Where were we drowning them? This was before he was a mayoral candidate. I think he wanted to drown them on – I don't remember the details of his plan. It never – this was one of those plans that uh, it sounds like he was just kind of spitballing. And it never really got off the ground, shockingly. Uh, if you want to uh, talk with Marlena Shivo and me. By the way, um, you alluded to joking around about your mom on yeah, social media. I did. Um, tell us about this this piece of audio we're about to, to hear. What is this? Oh, so um, my mother just says the wildest things. I mean, there are things that I probably couldn't say on here. I actually don't know. Maybe I could say them because they're not necessarily curse, curses, but they're – she's saying things that she doesn't even realize what she's saying. But this particular thing that I – think you're about to play um is about my mother taking the bus to new york now it has to be mentioned my mother hates new york city when Ah. i I lived here for 15 years she loathed it couldn't stand coming here however she had no problems getting on a bus to come here like she would refuse to drive here refuse to drive here but she would get on a bus which from jersey is a lot more cumbersome and it's just and and it's a little sketchy Gotcha. Gotcha. So, All right. This yeah. is what you can find on uh, Marlena's Instagram. If you want to follow Marlena on any form of social media, you could just search her at Marlena Shivo, S-C-H-I-A-V-O. Here, my mom actually does like hates coming, actually being in the city, but will take a bus to get here and is fine with it. I don't want her on the bus. I think there's sketchy people on the bus. So anyway. One of these times she comes up, she, she gets to my apartment and she opens up her handbag and she takes out a tin flounder in it. <laughs> and I'm like, you took fish on the bus? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you probably smelled like fish. She's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, how do you know? She's like, because I asked the guy next to me, do you smell fish? <laughs> And he said no. And she goes, oh, good, because I have fish in my bag. <laughs> like, she's the freak on the bus. <laughs> she's the freak. Does your mom ever get irked that you use her as a source of material? Not at all. No. She seems that like the same way you don't get irked to Curtis for making fun of you. Um, I feel like she's the same way. I think she enjoys it, actually. But I, I feel like even when I'm not trying to be – I'm never trying to hurt anyone's feelings. But I feel like when I mention my mom, she still is very sensitive about me poking fun at her. She She doesn't like it. But your mom – is not bothered by it. No, she's not bothered by it at all. She has a really good sense of humor. Yes. Um, and she's a really good source of humor. I mean, the stuff that comes out of that woman's mouth that she doesn't even realize she's saying. There, I went on and on. She talks about – she doesn't understand her phone. She doesn't understand um, 
what generation I'm from. She called me a millennium. That's not even the right word. I love that term. The millennium. I love when they say the the millenniums. I love it. I want to say it. But but, uh, <laughs> but no But they're millennials. I know, but it's so funny it's... to say millenniums. I think it's great. <laughs> I love it. What you're Gen X? I am Gen X. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, give somebody, whatever generation they come from, a chance to win $1,000 if they can be the seventh. Oh, actually, no. We have a, a contestant because he called in on Friday. Oh, he didn't want to opt in. All right. So what happened, Philippe? Jump jump on. Tell me tell me what happened here. So what happened was we had a contestant Friday, and then we gave Sid Rosenberg the opportunity to compete. Sid did not really distinguish himself. And um, I said, oh, that guy that you selected – We'll have him play on Monday, and you're now shaking your head no. What happened? No, he was intimidated by Sid's intelligence and opted out. He just said it's not worth it for uh, to wait. I see. Okay. All right. So that means uh, that guy's loss is your potential gain. If you want to be the seventh caller now to 800-848-9222, uh, we'll give you an opportunity to answer 10 trivia questions in 60 seconds, and we'll continue for the hour with uh, Marlena Shiva. We'll uh, chat about some other unusual Mother's Day stuff and... Couches, if you can believe that. 800-848-9222. Seventh caller, you'll get to play the $1,000 minute straight ahead. I'm the biggest rat that eats Parmesan cheese. I'll put you on hold because I'm going to see if Marlena could have bested you, okay? Okay. All right, you'll hear the rest of them. Okay. Now, um, you got all of them right, correct? Yeah, okay. Well, put put Marlena's mic on if you would. Yeah. Yes. I got the first three right so far. So there were 23 seconds on the clock. So we're going to see if you could. Now, you're not eligible to win I know. the prize, but we're going to just see how well you would have done. Okay. 23 seconds on the clock. Who first discovered gravity? Just shout it out. Who first discovered gravity? I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> Come on, the apple. What's that? The apple falling down from the tree. Oh, I can't. Oh, my God. Now I'm drawing a blank. See, when it's somebody else, I can answer these questions. All right. What's number five? Um, <laughs> uh, number five. I mean, uh, what country is directly to the south of the United States? Seriously? Really? Yeah, exactly. OK, South America. <laughs> no, that's a continent. <laughs> it's Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, uh, This is this is. This is not meant to be this difficult. So it was Sir Isaac Newton that discovered gravity. Oh, right. Yes. Yes, I do know that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I still uh, want the other questions. No, too, oh, too bad. I'll, I'll give them to you off air. I'm not wasting questions on on, on, <gasps> on you. No, well, because I can use them tomorrow. Oh, means, I, know, see, I see. I see. I'll, I'll give them to you off air. All right. <sighs> okay. That was... Um, Painful. That yeah, uh, painful for everybody. By the way, have you ordered? I, I, I you know what? I've been. I have. I have wow. trivia phobia. I do. I was. I was on. See, I, I, was on see why. I was on Double Dare when I was in um, sixth grade, and I lost. And ever since then, I mean, I think it's traumatized me for life that I just cannot answer questions on the spot that I could otherwise answer. Yeah. Well, no, it is tough. It is tough. Like uh, I, I feel like I could beat Bernie if I wasn't. On the radio. On the radio. Yeah, or participating in the game. Correct. Right? If you had like a separate test, right? <laughs> the two of you guys were taking tests. Fair, right. fair enough. I can see that. All right. A uh, couple of things I want to ask you before uh, before we run out of time today. Um, you, when you arrive here at the radio station, you not only text but email me that um, that you're here. Oh, God. Where is this going? Yes, that is correct. But isn't there a phone number outside that says call such and such and alert them if you arrive 
off hours? I mean, no, no, there's not. Okay, all right. So I guess that's uh, is what it is. Let me get your take on this real quick. Uh, by the way, where are you on the Elon Musk takeover of Twitter? I'm fine with it. I yeah. couldn't care less who owns Twitter. I think all social media is just a cesspool anyway. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's, it'll be biased no matter what. Are you someone that thinks, just so folks know where you're coming from, that the um, Jeffrey Epstein death was suspicious or you think he just killed himself? Oh, oh, I, I think that he did not kill himself. I've, I've always do said that. Do you think that. he was murdered? I do. Okay. Let me read you this tweet that Elon Musk sent out yesterday. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. So he has set the internet on fire with a cryptic tweet about dying under mysterious circumstances. This is what he tweeted. And I I think it's just a joke. But it will be interesting if he ends up like uh, that uh, the virus guy, you know, who ended up dead Mm -hmm. supposedly of suicide after saying that it's not a suicide. This is what he said. If I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. What do you think? Just a joke here or is he really trying to uh, – does he think that there might be forces out to, to – I think both. I think it's just a joke and him. I do think that there. It, he thinks people are out to get him. He does have enemies. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have decided that they're not going to be on Twitter anymore because he – He's taking over. Um, I'm pretty sure Bill Gates can't stand him, right? I mean, he completely mocked him. Did you see what he I did. did? I did. That was pretty funny. That was, that was, that was really funny. Um, you know, he, yeah, but I think he's joking. You think he's joking? I think he's absolutely joking, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, but a lot of people were very, were very frightened about that. And that's the Internet's now a buzz about it. All right. Uh, okay. so a year ago on Mother's Day, Elon Musk hosted Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Saturday Night Live, uh, one of the people, many, one of the many actors over the years that has played Joe Biden right. has been Jim Carrey. Yeah. Now, Jim Carrey is responding to a conspiracy theory that he's actually impersonating a dead Joe Biden. Now, I go along with a lot of conspiracy theories. This is one that I have a tough time with uh, that. Are they actually suggesting that they're doing a weekend at Bernie's? Yeah, basically? well, a this at one Biden's? woman is. So there was, the, you know, there's that duo, um, the uh, the Good Liars. You know who they are? They're, no, no, they're, me they're like a comedy duo. So they they kind of got popular during um, Occupy Wall Street, where they were like posing as, you know, like. The one percenters or whatever. So then um, they started showing up at things, uh, posing as whatever it is, a journalist or, you know, whatever. Uh, kind of like a Borat thing. Right. And so anyway, they're, they were doing an interview. One of them was doing an interview, Jason Selvig, and he was just interviewing civilians. And this woman did say that she's seriously is seriously saying that Biden is dead. And that he is being um, impersonated by two actors, one of them being Jim Carrey, the other one being James Woods. And he actually had her repeat it, and she did not waver on that whatsoever. So she's serious about it. Yeah, dead serious. Now, what sense is that? Literally dead serious. James Woods um, is a a Biden critic. Why would he go along with a conspiracy to fool the public on behalf of Biden. Do you actually think that um, she thought this through (laughs) thoroughly? I mean, you're asking a question that I'm sure she can't answer Um, or she could answer in in an even more silly way. 
But Jim Carrey, he like I love how Forbes really you know built this story up. Yeah. All he said was, "Oh my," which by the way is the best response because it doesn't even need a response because right. right. if you even try to explain it, then you're just playing into the stupidity, or I should say. Um, these people are limited. Uh, that would be the PC. I, I think you were <laughs> right on track the first time. Version. Hey, um, yesterday, as we mentioned, was Mother's Day. You celebrated with your daughters and your mom. Yeah. Are your daughters at a point where they're making you things, where the where your husband buys something from them, or do they have money, they go out and buy stuff? What, what do they do? <laughs> no, okay, my kids are eight and five, and not going out and buying things. Um, they're making things, and it's adorable. I, I like, I love, because the, the school actually takes over um, this role for all the kids, you know, and so um, you get, you know, homemade cards and nice. everything, okay. and then they do questionnaires for the little ones, and I actually posted, when when Rebel was five, she she said that I was uh, 30,000 pounds. They asked how much, you know, how much is mom weigh? You I was 30,000 You wear it well. <laughs> and, um, um, and she did say my, fa- fa- my favorite show was Bill Maher, which, which she was on point with that. Um, oh, but she also said my favorite store was CVS. And it was just the answers are so funny. Right, funny. So yeah. um, Harley um, gave one funny answer. Um, and the rest were just cute. But she said that my jo- they asked what my job was, and it was to clean the table at home. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's my job. That's well, what I do. That's my career. I clean the table. It's just so funny. Well, everything is there very clean at your house. So I think you're doing a great job. You know? <laughs> um, I should get a raise. <laughs> The Huffington Post had a list of some very unusual Mother's Day gifts. Yeah, and I actually, yeah, and some of them are so goofy, and I'm going to point, there were 17 to be exact, but some of them weren't that interesting, but I I pulled a few that were. Okay, so, Let's hear about it. But these are, these are supposed to come from older children, adult children, because the first one was a flower vase bong, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's uh-huh. a bong that's shaped like a flower vase. Um. This next one, I feel, should be listed under Father's Day gifts. It's a fart filtering underwear. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, I so. guess, you know, women can be equally op- equal opportunity flatulent as well. Yeah, I guess. Um, but you're yes. right. That is a traditionally male gift. I yeah. Think. I think, yeah. Um, burrito pop. What is a burrito? Exactly, pop? and and no one needs this. It's it, that, but it's um, if you're eating a burrito, it actually looks like a mug, but it's it, or you know one of those Yeti cups, and so you turn the bottom, and the burrito slowly comes up so that it stays together, and you don't make a mess. Oh, well, that's actually I could see the value in that. I could see you using me that. too. Again, me these too, are actually. Father's Day gifts. I mean, women don't have problems with burritos. They they would just you know take a fork. That's right. You know. All right, so um, this one is funny. It's um, a gold-plated macaroni necklace. So instead of the traditional macaroni, which is nostalgic, right? But then the gold, you know, it's not unstable market. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I actually gave my mom some gold. I bought a little bit of gold and silver. And you see the price? I gave my wife some gold on behalf of uh, Did she mock you? No. My mother was... Mocking me. Why was she mocking you? Is she? Because she, she said she's like, "What am I going to do with it?" Well, I'm like, first of all, all you keep saying is, "I don't want anything. I don't want anything." Right? So I already gave her a, bra- a bracelet um, at Christmas and another thing to go with that bracelet for her seventieth. I'm like, so uh, what? You, you don't want anything. I'm not going to buy you a handbag. Like, what am I going to buy right. you? Clothes? You're going to? Re- 
not going to happen. So I'm like, I'll buy you something that has value that doesn't take up a lot of space and you'll have it. Um, and she goes, yeah, I'm going to put it in a safety deposit box and then it's going to become yours. And I'm like, perfect. Okay, great. So the value just went up that much more. I'm going to keep buying. It's a hedge against inflation. (laughs) It is a hedge against inflation. Absolutely. But I was like, you know what? Um, I was like, buckle up. There's more in the future (laughs) (laughs) because I am at a loss for what to buy my mother. And I certainly wouldn't get her a macaroni necklace. A gold plated macaroni necklace. Either. Yes. Um, A jacket for your legs, which otherwise, wouldn't you just call those pants? But You'd think so. But you know what? I like this because I feel like so often moms are cold. Yeah, but it's usually usually not their legs. It's usually like up top they're cold. Uh, But this particular thing really is just a blanket that attaches around her legs, much like a burrito. They bur- bur- it burritos mom's legs, so if she stands up to clap at your basketball game or your football game, I think these are some good ideas here. Fall actually. off, okay. Well, enjoy your gold-plated necklace. All right, uh, this I had to like Google and look at the video. A banana stuffer. Banana stuffer. Right. Yeah. So it's like if your it says if your mom is struggling constantly struggling with stuffing bananas, I've. Do you know what? Have you ever stuffed a banana? No, what do you put in there? Chocolate syrup or something? Or... Yeah, I get, well, Nutella, I guess, peanut oh. butter. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how else you would, I would just cut up a banana and dip it, wouldn't you? Like, I, I would think so, yeah. But no, behold, there's a device that it has like a four step process of st- stuffing a banana. I love this, actually. This is right up my, my kitchen is filled with devices that have these very narrow, uses and it, it drives rachel crazy she would hate this oh but i would like this oh i would marie Kondo. i would use it once marie condo all the it. way with this guy you, yeah. oh, you, you don't need, even want to know you need organizing but anyway those were the the top picks of weird uh gifts that i would never want speaking of marie condo uh, i want to ask you about this story out of uh the uk evidently i think it was the uk a woman mm-hmm. was mortified to learn the history of her couch uh, she was thrilled by her new Facebook Marketplace feature. That's like a virtual garage sale if people mm. don't have Facebook. A circular sofa that appeared to be perfect for entertaining. Then she learned of its former purpose. What happened? What was so <laughs> so, so she gets on social media to like showcase her new um, bargain sofa, which she got at a good price. Apparently, she only paid somewhere of 500 pounds because she's in the UK. And... Um, she it was you know has like a three thousand dollar value apparently but um apparently this was a couch used by swingers and there were people responding on social media saying you really should get your couch clean but i would think that if you were gonna go and buy a used couch in any circumstance you would have it cleaned anyway so yeah it's a goofy story but i think my biggest problem with the story was that the couch didn't even fit the space properly. Ah, see, I knew you were going to have it. It went wall to wall. Like, who wants a couch that touches both walls? A different. That's true. That's true. Oh, by the way, um, th- there's an interesting response to that Elon Musk tweet that I that I brought to your attention, where Elon Musk said, "If I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you." That was retweeted seven hours ago by his mother mm. with a comment. From May Musk, that's not funny, and two sad face emoticons. And uh, he did respond to his mother saying, "Sorry, I will do my best to stay alive." 
So there you have it. Hopefully that'll put an end to the uh, to at least some of the controversy here on this one. But we'll see. I, I certainly hope. I like. I mean, Elon the Musk. mysterious circumstances wouldn't be so mysterious. It would be him going to Mars where there's no oxygen, and therefore he would not come back. I think you're right. Now, um, a, a lot of times, speaking of parenting, we see the job that some of these parents do in naming their children, and you think, who would ever do that to a child? What are some of the more unusual real-life names that certain children have been saddled with? Well, apparently one of them's Rebel, which is my child. Rebel and Harley. That's not that bad. You no. got Rebel Wilson. Well, it's not that bad. Is, is not exactly how I would characterize it. I mean, I love my ch- children's names. But no, you know, too. when you Absolutely. leave a place like New York City and then you go to a smaller place to live, um, these names where people are traditionally named other things that come out of a name book um, gets a gets a side look, um, but uh, this there's a there's a, in the UK once again. <laughs> the Mirror uh, talked about a story about a teacher being mortified by um, a student's name in her school. Do you want to guess what that name was? I can't. I can't even begin to fathom. Erotica. They named a, a, door, a girl Erotica. Yes, and I don't, I don't know, think that's and I don't, appropriate. It's you? not appropriate, no. no, and I don't know the age of the child. They didn't say the name. They didn't say the age or they didn't say, like, what level of school this woman taught why, at. Why did they stop there? Why didn't they just name her pornography? Yeah, well. Or stripper, right? I mean, that seems. Uh, right. I don't right. like that at all. That's a crazy, crazy, crazy thing to name your child. But, hey, I mean, I know. Yeah, I don't know what to say. No, she needs a new name, like Tori or something. That, that's that's no good. But to see, now this is the thing. Like, we talk about, like, freedom of choice and freedom of this and freedom of that. And um, someone commented that the, the, the person at the hospital shouldn't have um, allowed this woman to name her child this. But, you know. No, you I mean, do? I guess you have to. But uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. All right. No, not at all. Just take out the R-O-T and you've got Erica. Yeah, well, that's a nice name. All right, we're going to wrap up with 15 seconds of fame in just a minute. Uh, Marlena Shivo is here, 800-848-9222. You can follow Marlena on all forms of social media at Marlena, S-C-H-I-A-V-O. Uh, she also has a website, but you don't. You haven't been keeping up on the website. You do most of your stuff on social media and Substack. Days, um, right? Well, yeah, but actually I just, I just, t- I just put my site right uh, back up again. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. Great. I did. Okay. So you can go to MarlenaShivo.com and uh, see some of the interesting things that are on there as well. Uh, 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. You can comment on anything you like. Four fifteen seconds, 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Straight ahead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano.
This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Uh, coming up at uh, 5 a.m., you'll get to hear the 77 WABC early news. And then uh, from 6 to 10, it's the Bernie and Sid show featuring Rich Lowry, Bill Donahue from the Catholic League, and a fella who, I'm not sure if he's ever been on the radio before, but a fella named Curtis Lewa, who's certainly anxious to get whatever airtime anybody is willing to give him. So that's coming up uh, from 6 until 10. I'm here with Marlena Schiavo, uh, chatting about the exciting things that we're doing today. You have a guy coming to the house today. (laughs) I think we have a guy coming to paint our ceiling today, which is exciting. I think I have to install – I have to reinstall the air conditioner into my son's room because it's starting to get hot again. Wow. That so that's was my day. Tw- 10 seconds of boredom. Same. But yep. um, so listen, um, I know this is going to fall on deaf ears, but um, this Wi-Fi situation coming into the studio uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll help you out with that. <laughs> I figured out a, a workaround. I, I'll, I'll You're announcing you. it live. <laughs> Yeah, I'll help you out there. All right. Uh, Marlena Shivo, it's always a treat to have you. Thank you. Oh, Frank, it's always a treat to be here. It certainly is. All right. 